unbelievably yeah. another wrong way crash. Yeah. That's two over the weekend and four since December right here. There, there seems to be some problem with people being able to figure out which way to drive on I-85 and I-385. Yeah, that's... And this one, okay, This one of the things, this has been going on for a long time. I always watch these. Um, this is why when I come in in the middle of the night, I never, ever, ever get on the highway, ever. Have it in 10 years. I did it one time. I'll never do it again. Um, and we've even had wrong way crashes where like, wow, I would have driven right through there at that time. I will not do it here because of of just, it, it just happened so much. But um, it, it just unusually so. I mean, we're at the point now, every what? What is it? Three weeks to a month, we have another one of these? I-85, 385? I will not get on that highway unless there is no other way. That is how afraid I am to drive here. And I've never been like that in any other city about the highway. I've, I was nearly murdered not too long ago. Well, a few years ago now on the highway. I told you that story and I won't, I won't do it again. I've never seen anything like the way people drive here. Um, this time, this is what's interesting. Most of these wrong way crashes around these parts tend to happen after midnight. Oh, yeah. They do. But this one was interesting Monday night, 5.40 p.m. So getting dark, but not dark. Again, four of these since December. Yeah, I, this, this is the one where, I, I mean, not this particular crash, but that these types of crashes I have a real issue with because the one thing you can say about South Carolina roadways, mm-hmm. getting on and off the interstate, I have no problem figuring out which direction I to know. go. Now, I have been in some some intersections in Charlotte where <laughs> that's a whole other ball game. Yeah, no, and you're Atlanta. right. No, it's terrible, but especially around downtown. In 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 the Greenville area, the upstate area, most upstate South Carolina, it's pretty well defined which direction you should be traveling as far as getting on and off the interstate. I, I really don't know how any sober, clear-eyed person can have a problem figuring out which direction to travel on the interstate. Well, see, you hit on something there, Lee, because uh, the coroner um talking about that like what the heck senior deputy coroner shelton england saying uh over the weekend we know three of the four crashes involved impaired drivers so we encourage people to use other options there's uber there's lyft call a friend yeah. don't get behind the wheel yeah. um so three out of four i mean it, and you're you're right you'd almost pretty much have to be drunk some of these I've read about them and wondered, is this a suicide? Is this this thing? It's just in the news a lot. Yeah. Wrong way crashes. It gives people ideas to do it again. I, I just remember living in Charleston and when somebody would jump off the bridge, you know, the big iconic yeah. bridge there. Right. When someone would jump off, there'd be a rash of them. Yeah. Because uh, it would hit the news and then you go, oh, no, there's going to be three or four yeah. more. And they do. I just wonder if there's something like that going on. I will tell you this, too. I have never, as a person who has... Uh, I'm something of a recovered lead foot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about this. <laughs> I've been to remedial driving school more than once, and I have slowed down. But um, being a mom cured me of that, too, to some extent. But um, I, I, I don't see law enforcement here in the upstate. I forget about law enforcement. This, there is no presence of law enforcement in the upstate. I have never seen, when I was on the highway, ever, until I go outside of this county, 
anything resembling highway patrol. I've never seen it. I will I, have to I, tell and, you, Terry. police, now, same thing. Now, Incredible. You have just said that you do not travel the highways anymore. Yeah. No, I'm not do, anymore. I do, you do every you single day. Yes, ma'am. Do you okay. definitely? Do you see them in Anderson County yes. though? Are you okay? You see them in Anderson County. I have County? Anderson if, County, Greenville County. From. You see them in Greenville yes, County. Yes. Okay. Both good. Greenville County, Anderson County. Um, now, the one thing I really see a lot of is the transport police. They're always pulling over truckers. Every, I mean, every day, multiple yeah. times. But I, I do see the highway patrol. In fact, I, I do like the new. Um, uh, new Mustang Highway Patrol vehicle, pursuit vehicle they have, which really looks cool. <laughs> the Highway Patrol, uh, many times I see uh, undercover, uh, Greenville County, I see Anderson County, uh, I, I see them on the interstates because I drive up and down 85 every single day. And uh, mostly during the daytime when I see them, but uh, there there are times when there are some pulled over at night uh, or early in the morning when I'm coming in. Texture rates, hey, Tara, maybe these wrong-way drivers are future United Airlines pilots. Yes, they should put that right at the top of their application. I'm so damn crazy. I drive the wrong way. Give me a job. You're thinking, what am I talking about? The FAA, Lee, announcing that they are going to recruit, as part of their neurodiversity drive, People with, quote, severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. Now, we, I, I heard you talking about that, and we had a story about that in the top of the hour news there from Fox News. And listen, I, I am all for people that have certain disabilities that can perform a job being, re, re, you know, recruited and, and eligible for and, in fact, if, if qualified, hired for. I think that's great. There's, you know, any number of people who have some type of physical disability that would be wonderful employees and and would have no impact on their job performance. You know, I'm all for that. But when you get to the point where you're talking about psychiatric or behavioral issues, that's a whole other ballgame. Speaking of ballgame, wouldn't it be interesting if these DEI policies were invoked on, say, the NBA or the NFL? Yeah, it's probably the only place they're not. It's just, I mean, well, anyway, we've got uh, law enforcement texting in about this. I'd love to hear from law enforcement. Why has there been a rash of these? It just seems like it's getting worse and worse. Again, we've had four wrong way drivers um, get into fatalities since, you know, December. So basically the last six weeks or so. Uh, Texture rates. Um Wait, where'd it go? Oh, Tara, I'm a local police officer, and it is astounding the amount of wrong way driving calls we get during the drunk driving hours that manage not to not get in a wreck. Yeah. So you're saying there's a lot more out there. We just haven't heard about them because there was no fatality. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Love to hear from law enforcement. Are, are people, is this suicide? Are they that drunk? But why are, why are people doing this? Uh, text rates, hey, Tira, South Carolina already has one of the highest DUI rates in the country. That is true. And they want to allow liquor sales on Sunday, but won't look into a gaming tax for gambling like DraftKings. Uh, another texture rates, um, roads are to have painted lines and reflectors. We're missing a lot of that paint is worn off, reflectors missing, and when it rains, you don't know what I lane you are on on the road. absolutely agree with that. Okay. I absolutely agree with that. I have noticed that recently. And at first I was beginning to think, okay, I'm getting old. I have vision problems to, to begin with. I thank the good Lord every day for the fact that I can still see and drive considering the, some of the, the challenges that I've had medically with, with my eyesight. But um, I was beginning to wonder if it was just me, but I, I'm glad to hear that. I, I have that issue too. Many of the, not just the rural roads, but the interstates, the lines are so faded that you cannot see which lane you're supposed to be in. 
And I want to oh. mention one other thing, Tara. Yeah. And this is something that's been bugging me, and I've not heard anybody else talk about this. If you go up and down 85 in Greenville County, there are all these light poles on the interstate with no lights yes. on. Yes. Yep. Why? I want to, and I really should probably call the DOT and say, folks, why do we have all these expensive light poles with these that are, you know, 60, 70 feet up in the up in the air with all these light bulbs in it and none of them, almost none, almost none are on. There are certain interchanges, I think around um, Augusta Road, I think some of them are on, but those things start well outside of the Greenville city limits and well past the Greenville, and they're not even on. Why do we have them? Why did we spend the money for that? If we're not going to have the lights on, that would go a long way toward helping some of this. Another texture writes, and I've done this twice. I have followed an impaired driver for miles and miles yeah, and miles across the county. Yeah. And called, like, called somebody, this control. is going to kill someone. I yeah. can't let this go. I can't have that on my conscience and then read about it later. Texture writes, you can call 911 and you can follow an impaired driver for 20 miles and 911 can't get an officer yeah, out to stop the vehicle. There's another texture writes, Tara, there are sometimes only two highway troopers yep. working in Greenville County. Yep. I know because I talk to them regularly. That's true. I, that's I've, I've heard that. incredible for a county this Yeah, size. well, and that's that goes to funding by the, the legislature in Columbia as far as the high and also the, the, the highway patrol's difficulty in recruiting and, and law enforcement, period. Uh, many of the law enforcement agencies have plenty of open vacancies. They just can't get qualified people in there. Texture rates, Tara, repeat the name of the airline so I will never fly with them again. Okay, that was United Airlines. They're now seeing half of their pilots will be women or minorities, just off the top. And half of those doing the interviewing will also be women and minorities. So that was United. If you're saying um, who is going to recruit mentally ill, severely mentally ill, and intellectually ill people to fly planes, that's the FAA. So that's all airlines, unfortunately. Um, Texture rates... Um, we need to start our a campaign, repave our roads, uh, or give back our money. Yeah, I know. I think about that every morning when I come through that section just past the Malden Road area, where there's just like chunks of the interstate in all three lanes that are gone. And this is that's been that way for years. It's like okay. Texture writes, the LED headlights are so bright and the faded paint lines are a combination that caused confusion. Now add alcohol. Yeah. And finally, Texture writes, good morning, Tara. The one experience I've had with the wrong way driver was not a drunk driver. It was an elderly lady that got confused and I guess was coming down Interstate 40 into oncoming traffic. Oh, my gosh. So Iowa caucus numbers are in Donald Trump curb stomping the rest of the competition closest to him. DeSantis, he beat by 30 points. There's two ways you could look at this. Curb stomping DeSantis, who came in second, 21.2. Haley right behind him at 19.1. Nobody yet. This morning, and I may have missed it, making the obvious point. Trump's only got 51% of the GOP behind him, barely a majority. Like, you're going to pull this off? You need 
to be in the 92, 93 percentile. Same for Democrats. Support from your own party. You can already see the seams and fissures the Democrats have worked so hard to put there. Another poll out, UK Daily Mail covering it 60%. This is talking Republican voters. They're polling them in Iowa as they're coming out of the, you know, from the voting. 60% of Republican voters want, still want Trump if he's convicted. The other 40% do not. See the problem there? Oh, and Democrats are all over this. All over this. They see a way to tear the Republican Party apart. And that is, of course, the goal. Get in there, tear the party apart, fracture the party. Um, And you can see it here. Look at this from the exit polling. Listen to this. Um, 30% of Republicans will not vote for Nikki Haley if she's the nominee in November. 28% of Republicans say they will not vote for DeSantis if he is the nominee, and 21% say they will not vote for Trump if he is the nominee. Now, I'm sure some of that will narrow. It always does. But this is not a unified party, not by a long shot. And when you look at this number, okay, if Trump's convicted, will you vote for him 60%? They're talking about the general. 60% say yes. That's it. Not the other 40 At that point, the Democrats win in a landslide if that happens. This is a problem, and I've been talking about it for a year now, and I've been telling you, Nikki Haley is a Trojan horse. I started telling you that a year ago. I just didn't know if it would be Tim Scott or Nikki Haley. They didn't either. It would be one of them. The Uniparty is running them, um, and these people, they are open borders, zealots. They are Democrats uh, who say a few Republican things occasionally. Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out. He finished at 7%. Before he did, he had a warning about Nikki Haley. Take a listen. That's what's happening in plain sight. And I'm going to ask you to open your eyes. They want to narrow this down to a two-horse race between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, a puppet who they can control. Then they want to eliminate Donald Trump this spring or whenever it is and trot their puppet into the White House. Bingo. It's hiding in plain sight. We're not going to look back a year from now and say, oh, we were shocked that that happened. I think we're going to look back a year from now and say, how could we not see that happening when every clue was hiding in plain sight? It's all I'm asking is to open your eyes, see the plot. It's staring us in the face. It's a hard pill to swallow, but sometimes the truth hurts and we have to open our eyes to see it. Democrats openly fundraising for her. This is Nikki Haley donor, Andrew Sabin. And we, we documented some of this, Okay. When you see Jamie Dimon out there saying liberals go vote for Nikki Haley. Uh, Jamie Dimon was Hillary's chief fundraiser. He, he, he's a self-declared Democrat. He's fundraising for her. And if you look at how she's winning, folks, if you're not going to vote for Donald Trump, please, for the love of God, vote, vote for DeSantis in, in, in South Carolina. This woman cannot come in second here. She, can't, she cannot. I'm telling you, we're going to have Jeb Bush running the party. This time in a skirt. She will have the claim if she comes in second and they are going to go for broke if it's her because they're going to, they will convict him before the election. Listen to how bad this is, okay? I can't imagine the resources the Democrats must must have put in this. Uh, Nearly, poll shows nearly half of Nikki Haley's supporters, so those who voted for her in the caucus, are voting Biden. Those who plan to vote for her 
in the future. Nearly half of Nikki Haley supporters are voting Biden. Listen to this. A whopping 50% of her supporters are either independent or Democrats. Folks, the Democrats are well on their way to potentially winning the Republican primary. Let me tell you why. She's just a few points behind Trump in New Hampshire right now. I think DeSantis is polling at 5%. God pray, pray to God DeSantis doesn't drop out. Pray to God. Because we may have a Democrat winning the Democrat primary and the Republican primary. This is Haley Donor, and they're not even hiding it. This is Haley Donor, Andy Sabin. He's on Fox News. We actually have a large fundraiser on the 30th of January at a major apartment in uh, New York City where we're raising a tremendous amount of money. Believe it or not, a number of it coming from uh, Democrats. Neil Cavuto asked, which Democrat? When you say a major apartment in New York City, whose apartment? I can't tell you. I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could tell you. you. Might, I maybe, can't. maybe you could uh, whisper it to me now, just between you and me. You know? Well, I, all I could tell you is one of my best friends, who you wouldn't okay. believe, who's never voted for a Republican, is a co-host of this benefit, of this okay. fundraiser. What do they know, y'all? Look, they have already dumped more than $30 million into her. Nikki Haley, the Democrats, okay, you, that you 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 could really, really, really compete in a Senate race with that kind of that is a they they don't just throw some money around and not know things, they know things. You don't write checks like that for a Republican when you're a Democrat or a Democrat fundraiser unless you know things. They know things. Here's pollster John McLaughlin on Bill O'Reilly talking about Nikki Haley, and everybody knows she's a Democrat, as I've been telling you for years. So it's great to be confirmed in what I've been saying, that I haven't been overly mean to her. I'm just telling you the truth. She's not one of us. And the same thing's going on in New Hampshire. In fact, last Friday, the, the Haley campaign put $16 million into digital ads, which are hard to trace. But she's getting the money from Democrat donors, people like Reid Hoffman, who owns LinkedIn, who's funding court cases against Trump to embarrass him to help Joe Biden. So Nikki Haley has been quoted saying, I don't care where the money comes from. I'll yeah, she doesn't care. She wants to win. And listen to how much money we're talking, okay? This is how much the Democrats have put behind her. I'm telling you, these are not stupid people. They do not do a thing like this unless they're three steps ahead. But even look at it, Iowa. In December, Haley spent $12 million, her super PAC and her campaign, in Iowa to close it. And DeSantis spent $10 million. Trump only spent $3 million. You know what this tells us? They believe they're putting Trump in prison. They believe that. And they want to pick, as Vivek said, they want to pick our nominee for us. As, you know, I mean, our elites feel they have the right to do. And they want to pick Nikki Haley because they believe that Nikki Haley is a Democrat like them or is as close as they are. And you know what they really want to protect? They want to protect their open borders. She is an open borders girl. This is who she is. This is the woman who said we need as many immigrants as we can get. And take a listen to this coverage here. Just give you an idea of how they perceive her in the media. And in other words, what their marching orders are. Because they're always on the same script, right? This, this, this gives you a clue what they're being told behind the scenes. Haley is a Democrat. She is one of us. Well, I'll let them explain. Moderates, independents, and even Democrats who have told us that they plan to change their party affiliation. There's something going on at that event yesterday. What I kept hearing was also reflected in our polling. 
She says she's willing to work with Democrats. The perception is she may be that more reasonable, yeah. mainstream Republican who can somehow bring the country back together. And they like the fact that she's totally different from all the other options, if only because she's a woman. Haley has drawn support from more independent and Democrat-leaning caucus goers, with nearly half of her backers saying they'd vote for President Biden over Donald Trump. For Nikki Haley, it would give her incredible momentum heading into New Hampshire, where she's in striking distance of Donald Trump. She's trailing him only by single digits. So what does Haley need? What Steve's talking about, that turnout. Her strongest supporters are those who are college-educated, independents, those who would vote, by the way, for Joe Biden. Are they going to turn out? Yeah, so the guerrilla campaign here, and I've played it for you, the Democrats are getting Democrats to vote in open primaries. South Carolina is in open primary. So if you're not voting for Trump, please vote for DeSantis. And I say that because Vivek is out of it now. He's dropped out of the race. She cannot come in second. She cannot have a claim to the leadership mantle of this party because the Democrats believe they are putting Trump in prison. This is really scary, y'all. Good morning. All right. While everybody is focusing their attention elsewhere, the Republicans are about to put the screws to us with an amnesty plan. Folks, if they do what leaked out, the draft of the plan leaked out over the weekend, if they do this, okay, we're going to have 30 million people on our border every year. Right now, it's, you know, about three, 2.8 to three is going to be 30 million. It's going to be a thundering herd unlike anything you've ever seen. And look, if you look at the polling, the exit polling there from Iowa, what was the number one issue? It was almost a dead-on tie between the economy and immigration. So Mitch McConnell, who, like Nikki Haley, claims to be a Republican, he, he plays one on TV, but he's not actually. He is unfortunately our leader in the Senate um, and... Uh, Senator Lankford uh, have inserted a knife right in our back. They want to allow illegal immigration. In other words, give their blessing for Joe Biden to break the law on a daily basis. What do we get in exchange for that? Nothing. Chris Chmielinski is on the line. Can you bring him up, Tim, for me? Thank you. Um, good, good morning. He is the president of the Immigration Accountability Project. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Um, I was outraged by this. So we're just going to say, hey, we're going to give out, what, 5,000 uh, illegals show up a day. They get a work permit. How does this work? Yeah, you and me both. Um, and, and let's make it. Let's make it clear. You mentioned Mitch McConnell. This is this is about Ukraine funding. He wants Ukraine funding. He knows he can't get Ukraine funding unless there's a border deal. But he really has no interest in in getting involved in the border deal. So he just assigned James Lankford, uh, who was willing to do it, to go negotiate with the Democrats and basically negotiate our border security. You know, we, so five thousand. What that means is that there, there's a number of points to this plan, but the one that and so they're all bad. So oh, they're horrible. You can't even rank them because they're all terrible. But one of them gives the Biden administration extra expulsion authority. So uh, remember, they already have expedited removal, which means that anybody who crosses the border 
as long as they're apprehended within a certain period of time, within a certain distance of the border. They can send them back to where they came from, no questions asked. Uh, that That's already existing in, in, in the law. But it, regardless of why they came, so if they came and tried to claim asylum, for example, there might be a few more restrictions there. So what they've done is they've set this limit. So over a seven-day period, over a rolling seven-day period, if the average number of encounters over that seven-day period is greater than 5,000 per day, then Mm -hmm. the Biden administration would get extra expulsion authority. Now, keep in mind, they don't have to use it. They just get the extra expulsion authority. And then it's up to DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas if he wants to actually order Border Patrol to use that extra expulsion authority. So what they're saying is we're okay with 5,000 per day coming across the border illegally as long as it's not 5,001 coming across the border illegally. It doesn't matter. Chris, they're not going to use their expulsion authority. They don't use it now. Trump had it and he used it. Right, right. Remember that the president has the authority to stop all admittances into the United States under yes. existing under existing law. So the, the president could already do that. Um, and, and he's choosing not to. They can simply reinstate remain in Mexico, the successful Trump policy that stopped the border search back in 2017. They refused to do that. In fact, it was within the first couple of days of the Biden administration that they rescinded the remain in Mexico order from the Trump administration. So they have tools in their toolbox that they can use to stop the chaos at the border, but they're unwilling to do it. So why do they think, well, let's give them a little bit more authority that they're going to use it because they're not going to use it. Well, this part is this is the part that's going to result in not three million a year at the border like we have now, but 30 million. Uh, This leaked out. And again, this is the Republicans and the Democrats working together to undermine national security and what's left of our sovereignty because they're just evil. Uh, You could thank James Lankford, endorsed by Trump, bizarrely, but whatever. Um, (laughs) Immediate work permits for every illegal alien released from custody. What? What? Yeah. I was gonna, yeah. So they're so going to come here and compete against us. I mean, you're going to have doctors and dentists on the border. You're going to have computer programmers on the border. You're going to have every damn person in the world on the border. Every single visual we've seen on television, on social media, wherever you've seen it, of these large caravans of people making their way to the United States, what do you think they want to do? They want to work in the United States. So not only do they make it more difficult, because under current law, if, if the Biden administration chooses to release an illegal border crosser into the interior of the United States, which they're doing, and they grant them parole, which allows them to stay here without the threat of being removed before their court date, they have to wait 180 days before they can then apply for a work permit. No, nope, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to just allow them to have work permits on day one. The second they cross the border illegally and get released into the United States, put on a bus to who knows where, uh, any town USA, we're going to give them a work permit in their hands. And this is something, quite frankly, that a lot of these Democratic mayors that are complaining about have been asking for, because they're saying, we're getting all these illegal aliens sent to our cities, but they can't do anything. They can't work. They can't make a living for themselves because they don't have work permits. So give them work permits before you release them into our cities and towns. It's, it's just another ridiculous ridiculous clause and as you start and see you know the economy slow down a little bit 
It's going to be the working class Americans who compete, who will end up competing directly with some of these that are going to feel it the most. Oh, yeah. This is going to bust wages down so hard uh, as you, you just have people in every course, every category of employment. You can get a work permit for showing up. I'm telling you, there's going to be 30 million a year on the border, not a decade, a year. And then this last one real quick, Chris, because we we're almost at the end of the segment. 5,000 illegals per day allowed into the U.S. This is would be Congress giving their blessing for Joe Biden to break the law. All it does, um, Hot Air wrote this and they got it right. So in essence, under McConnell's plan, almost nothing would change except Biden's policies would be officially recognized and reinforced by Congress. This is a Republican saying, no, no, we don't want to run on border security. Screw that. Uh, Oh, by the way, have the border open and we give you a blessing for your policy, Joe Biden, in return for never being able to criticize you again. And Joe Biden be able to say, hey, this is a bipartisan deal. In return, we get nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And it looks like this deal is dead on arrival in the House of Representatives. I hope so. Speaker Mike Johnson tweeted that uh, over the weekend, but we'll have to wait until we see the actual bill text when they put that together. Senator Langford is cautioning everybody, just wait for the bill text because you're going to love it. I don't see how it's going to be, how it's going to be any better. But essentially, this isn't going to do anything to to solve the border crisis. And any Republican that supports it is going to join President Biden and DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and everybody else within the administration in owning this border crisis. So, Chris, and that is what I wanted to ask you. Can Mike uh, Johnson block it, like keep it from even coming up for a vote? Because I'm afraid if it comes up for a vote, enough Democrats will join with enough Republicans to pass this thing. When he says it's dead, does he mean no vote? Because we can't even give this thing a vote. It's too scary. Well, he he said he he said he was he, he didn't he opposed the deal. Okay. So uh, actions speak louder than words. So you're right. We're going to need to see what the actions are. But there's always yeah. this. There's a rarely used procedure process in the House of Representatives called a discharge petition. And let's say it does pass through the Senate, which in all likelihood it will, because every single Repub- every single Democrat senator will probably vote for it. And then if you know you've got Lankford and McConnell and maybe a few others uh, that Republicans that traitorous Republicans that support this, uh, it gets through the Senate and makes its way over to the House of Representatives. Um, So Mike Johnson doesn't have to bring it to the floor, but Democrats can force a vote by launching what's called a discharge petition. And as long as a majority of members in the House sign that discharge petition, so if all 213 Democrats plus Four Republicans are willing to sign this discharge petition. It automatically forces a vote on the legislation, regardless of what Johnson tries to do to stop it. Chris Chmielinski, uh, at that point, we've just got we, we'd have open borders. I mean, just open borders. You can get here. You get a work permit. Screw Americans. That's where we'd be. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on 98.9 WORD. Well, Iran's stepping on up. Houthis, not at all impressed with Joe Biden's airstrikes, where he took care to make sure none of their leaders were killed, gave them hours of warning. They struck again, hitting another U.S. tanker. They hit it. Um, Didn't sink, you think. They will sink one eventually. They're going to kill people, and that's okay with Joe Biden. I mean, nothing else you could 
conclude uh, watching him. Well, now the now Iran has moved on to something we haven't seen them do, uh, but not in the the modern era. They had her consulate. Do you see this? Iran just bombed our consulate in Iraq. And then they did something we haven't seen, which always gets my attention when they do things we have not seen. Normally, they'll deflect, oh, that was probably this terror group, one of their proxies, blah, blah, blah. They won't take credit. Iran took credit. They are mocking us. Why is Iran doing this? Joe is weak. No, Joe is strong. That's why Iran is doing this. Iran has been given $16 billion by Joe Biden since September, including $10 billion after the October 7th attack, which Iran choreographed, trained, did logistics, and armed the attackers. Hamas, one of their proxy groups. And we know that from the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal have both admitted that, yes, that was Iran that killed those poor Jewish women and children. And Biden saw that and went, that's so cool, and gave him $10 billion, released $10 billion to them. We know they've drawn down on it at least twice. We know in response to more than 148 strikes on our troops in Iraq and Syrian bases, including over 35 severe head injuries, uh, we have done jack. We have not refrozen that money. So what does Iran think? They like this. They are. We are now funding attacks on ourselves. People are going to die because of it. So Iran looks at this. They take credit now. We have not seen Iran take credit for something like that since Jimmy Carter was in office. And what is Iran doing today? They are scanning the headlines. Will Joe Biden take the money back? No. Joe is still paying us to hit American ships, foreign ships, tankers, 20% folks. It's so bad now with, with Biden paying Iran to hit people and their proxies. This is where the Houthis are getting this modern military equipment and missiles they didn't have before. Do you realize 20% of the world's shipping has now had to be rerouted because of Joe? And all Iran cares about is one thing. Wow, we just took credit for bombing your consulate in our own name. Joe going to cut the money off? No, Joe ain't cut the money off. Okay, cool. What's going to blow next? I can't wait to see. You know why, folks? Joe Biden supports Iran. He does. And they also know, Iran does, that Joe hasn't talked to the Israelis in weeks. They've had a falling out. And Joe's god-awful regime is now telling Israel uh, not to fight back against Hezbollah. No more missiles fired, uh, even though Hezbollah just used a missile to kill two Israelis. They want no retaliation. So their position is Israel, Israelis should be mass-murdered. And Israel's, Israel's government should be fine with it. Oh, and here's the cash to do it with. They're paying Iran to do it, $16 billion. I've never seen like this. It's going to get a lot of people killed. And eventually, it's going to get people killed on our soil with Iran taking credit. I wonder if Joe will take the money away then. What do you think?